morning and welcome to our Holy Eucharist Rite 2. Our service begins with hymn 380. for Holy Eucharist Rite 2 begins on page 355 in your Book of Common Prayer, or it can be found, the bulletin can be found at coascension.org. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all secrets are, all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people. And in our time, grant us your peace through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated for the lessons. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said, The Lord your God will rise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb and on the day of the assembly when you said, If I hear the voice of the Lord my God any more or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, They are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet, who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words of the prophet shall speak in my name. I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or who presumes to speak in my name in a word, a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. The word of the Lord. Psalm 111 can be found on page 754 of the Book of Common Prayer.
A reading from the first letter of Paul to the church in Corinth. Now concerning food sacrificed to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Anyone who claims to know something does not yet have the necessary knowledge, but everyone who loves God is known by him. Hence, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that no idol in the world really exists, and that there is no God but one. Indeed, even though there may be many so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as in fact there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is only one God, the Father, from whom all things and from whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom we are all things and through whom we exist. It is not everyone, however, who has this knowledge. Since some have become so accustomed to idols until now, they still think of the food they eat as food offered to an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. Food will not bring us close to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if others see you, who possess knowledge, eating in the temple of an idol, might they not, since their conscience is weak, be encouraged to the point of eating food sacrificed to idols? So by your knowledge, those weak believers for whom Christ died are destroyed. But when you thus sin against members of your family and wound their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food is a cause of their failing, I will never eat meat so that I might not cause one of them to fall. The word of the Lord. Our service continues with hymn number 371.
The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples went into Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then, there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the one holy and undivided Trinity. Amen. This Sunday is the fourth Sunday after Epiphany. And we refer to this time in our liturgical calendar as the season after the Epiphany. But I kind of like to think of it as the season of epiphany. This is that time in our church calendar when we get to know Jesus. The last few weeks we have heard stories about Jesus revealing who he is to the disciples and his calling of them to a new vocation. Whether it was Nathaniel under the fig tree or calling Peter and Andrew to be fishers of men, Jesus has been revealing who he is to them. And they have experienced some things while following Jesus, like his baptism, in which the Father reveals who Jesus is. This whole getting to know each other phase in their relationship has really resonated with me. It has caused me to reflect on my relatively short time here at Ascension. To say the least, our getting to know each other season has been a little bit longer than I would have preferred, but I am looking forward to that season when we can really sit down and get to know each other and break bread. In our gospel reading this morning, Jesus' revealing activities make a shift from just telling the disciples who he is, but he will also reveal who he is to others as well. And what better miracle is there to make a splash with than exorcism? 
you may or may not know that we clergy are instructed on exorcisms in seminary. And you may or may not know that we uh, have a book called The Book of Occasional Services. And on page 174 is a page titled Concerning Exorcism. Now it states summarily that the practice of expelling evil spirits by means of prayer and set formulas derives its authority from the Lord himself who identified these acts as signs of messiahship. These rites in the early church were reserved to the bishop who delegated them to selected presbyters and others. So, if you find yourself in need of this ministry, the instructions clearly are to call your bishop, not the Ghostbusters. <laughs> so, what are we to make of this reading this morning? In the past, some have attributed this demon possession to mental health issues. And I do not believe that is what is being identified here. And personally, I find it unhelpful to characterize mental health issues as unclean spirits. In my experience, I have found persons suffering from these issues to be quite loving and full of life. I think it is important for us to remember that the author of Mark is telling us a story. When we think of the great stories we have heard growing up, listening to or reading, there always seems to be a struggle between two opposing forces. Maybe these demons are not so much internal forces coming at us like dark creatures from so many of the movies we have seen on the silver screen, creatures that inhabit the bodies of poor souls, but rather these demons are institutions or movements that seek to inhabit our conscious and separate us from the love of God and subsequently separate us from our relationships with each other. The author of Mark emphasizes healing more than any other gospel. Jesus performs 18 miracles in the gospel of Mark. Of those 18, 13 are healing. And of those 13 healing miracles, four are exorcisms. Mark is trying, I think, to emphasize for us that Jesus' teaching has power, and it has authority, unlike the scribes. This encounter with the demons or unclean spirits occurs in the synagogue, and has been incorrectly interpreted by some as Jesus preaching over and against Judaism. But Jesus was Jewish, he was headed to the synagogue on the Sabbath. Jesus is modeling for us his piety here. I do find it interesting, though, that the demons are encountered in the synagogue in a place considered to be holy. It's the demons who recognize Jesus and point him out for us and reveal his true nature. As soon as Jesus casts the demons out, they leave in a not-so-subtle way but because of this healing, the word about who Jesus is really starts to spread among the people. I think the storyteller here might be trying to inform us that even in those places 
and in those relationships that we think are spiritually nourishing, they can at times be stumbling blocks to us, especially if Jesus is not invited into the space. While Paul, in our epistle reading, is trying to teach his young worshiping community to love and to put others' concerns before their own, Jesus, in our gospel reading, is going about the work of healing. Learning to put the cares of others before your own, in my opinion, in and of itself, is a kind of healing. Maybe not a healing miracle like Jesus performs, but it's very much a kind of spiritual nursing, I think. It is this self-emptying of oneself that makes room for grace, makes room for love. It'd be easy to wrap these lessons into the cares and concerns of how we live in this time of pandemic by talking about wearing masks, washing hands, remaining socially distant. These are all caring for our neighbor, and by doing it, we model for others. And I think we are doing a really good job of that. And it's important for us to keep doing those things. But in this epiphany season, the season of epiphany, in which we are getting to know Jesus, we are also, I think, getting to know ourselves a little better and who it is Jesus is calling us to be. We are getting to know that deeper love that he is calling us into as we gather into the body of Christ. This pandemic has hindered my opportunities to really get to know many of you in our Ascension family during the beginning of my time here, but a new season will come, and I am looking forward to getting to know you all in a more personal way than we have been afforded in my time here so far. And in the short time that I've been here, I can see that you are a loving and giving community and one that I am so excited to be a part of. I find it fitting that our instructions regarding exorcism are to reach out to the bishop. The bishop is our chief pastoral caregiver and the chief pastoral caregiver of the diocese. That is their main job. Before anything administrative or managerial or otherwise, first and foremost, they are to care for the pastoral concerns of you and me. Casting out demons, I don't think, is so much about holding a crucifix and saying prayers in Latin or any of those other things we have seen in the movies. It's about reestablishing our relationship with God. Bishops seek to do this by holding us together as a diocesan family. Demons, I think, are those things which seek to separate us and put us in the shadows, hidden from the light of God's love and embrace. The demons were the first to recognize Jesus because he had come to restore relationship with those whom the demons possessed. Maybe that is the lesson for us. What are the things 
that interrupt our relationship with Jesus. Lent is just around the corner, and this holy time in our church here is always a good opportunity to hit the Control-Alt-Delete button and reboot those disciplines that help to strengthen our relationship with God. Amen. Standing, let us reaffirm our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed found on page 358. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Prayers of the people are form three, found in your bulletin or on page 387 in the Book of Common Prayer. You are invited to respond appropriately. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for Justin, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Michael, our presiding bishop, Glenda, our bishop, and Candace and Drew, our clergy, and all other bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for Joe, our president, Kay, our governor, Stephen, our mayor, 
and all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. We pray for Daisy Bear, Al Cantrell, Mike Luckett, Nancy Blunt, Ron Wright, Brad Sharp, Francis Hill, Deb Steindorf, Pam Gray, Violet Monson, Edith Crook, Bill Wall, Jane McConnell. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. We pray for those who have died and those whose memory the altar flowers are given. Kitty and Charles Frazier, Charles Boo Frazier Jr., Eleanor and Robert Woodfin, Carol and Jerry Smith, William Burke, Virginia Burke, and Gladys and George Murphy, give to the departed eternal rest. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. We pray for our own needs and those of others. We pray for the safety of our armed forces both here and abroad. We give thanks for Ascension Day School and we pray for all those affected by the COVID-19 virus and those who have been exposed, those who are infected, those who have died and all healthcare workers and first responders, especially Lori Dill, Liz Blunt, Laura Lewis Stokely, Peyton Mathis IV, Peggy Porterfield, Deborah Waters West, and Sam Waters, David Drennan, Becky Grove, Chris Marquette, Nicola Davis, Vivian Hamlet, Vivian Willie Smith, Devin and Samantha Adams, Joe Stubbs, Laura and Clifton Fay, Jill Coker, Janet Hall, and Lucas. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, peace I give to you, my own peace I leave with you. Regard not our sins, but the faith of your church, and give to us the peace and unity of that heavenly city, where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign, now and forever. Amen. Turning to page 360, let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. 
The peace of the Lord be always with you. Peace. It's appropriate to offer that and sign, though maybe not quite yet in handshakes. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Good morning and welcome. We are delighted to have you both here in person and online. We really love worshiping with you, and we're looking forward to that day when our vaccinations are so broadly out there that we can all regather safely back in church again. Until then, we will continue to broadcast, and after then, we will continue to broadcast with our live stream worship, and so we are delighted to have you with us. Just a few announcements today. EYC will meet our youth community from 2 to 4 in the Joshua House to watch the movie Safety and have a conversation about it. I hear there's going to be good pizza and lots of good fellowship. Please come. Please wear a mask, if you will, but we would love to have you. There's plenty of room to social distance in the Joshua House. Sunday schools are still meeting at 1030 every morning, every Sunday morning on Zoom. Bread of Life Sunday School is on chapter 23 of We Make the Road by Walking. That link was in your Friday and this morning's email. Our Youth Sunday School received email, an email link to their class. Contact Drew if you have not gotten that. And I will continue with the, my Rector's Forum on Cultivating Compassion. That Zoom link was emailed to that class, but that class has filled up. If you are interested in that class, I will offer it again this summer. It is a class that I will continue to offer throughout the year at various times, and we will be forming a group to cultivate compassion and work on those techniques in which we can begin to transform our lives and the world around us. Just reach out to me, and I'll be glad to talk with you about it. We are working on becoming a community virtual learning assistance station. I guess that's what we're calling it. Basically, that means we have opened up our Wi-Fi from the Joshua House in the back parking lot. We've reached out to our New Beginnings as well as uh, Sydney Leonard High School to let them know that there is Wi-Fi for students from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. We're going to put a chair or table out there or two socially distanced or they can drive up and, and sit in cars. And so we would ask that you would keep those parking spaces near the Joshua House clear for any students who might not have good access to Wi-Fi and need that in these coming weeks as MPS switches to all virtual online learning. I will also say it's been really exciting. Um, your giving has helped, and I know I usually say this to the end, but I just want to say this now, uh, in helping us to acquire um, some Chromebooks for students who could not get one for whatever reason from MPS, as well as help with paying for Wi-Fi in families' homes and purchasing hotspots for those students who do not have permanent homes. Sydney Lanier especially has many students who do not have a permanent home. They might be at one aunt's house this week and a friend's house next week or a hotel the next week. And so in order for them to be able to do this virtual learning, they really do require hotspots. The school was given 40 hotspots by MPS and that was certainly not enough to meet the needs of all their students. So we were able to give them a $2,500 donation in order to purchase hotspots and pay for that service for the rest of the school year for any students who might need it. So Thank you so much, because that is all due to your generosity. We are very appreciative of it. We are still working on hoping to become a possible vaccination site. We are in the process of applying for that right now, and we will keep you updated as to what happens with that. 
If you're interested in helping out, either as a medical professional or a great organizer, or just as a volunteer for that day, um, it will be on Saturdays, one Saturday every four weeks. Just contact me and I'll put your name down and, and keep you in the loop as to where we're going. Our forward day by day is available in the narthex here at the church, or we're happy to mail one to you. Forward uh, does this on a, they put out a quarterly devotional book. It starts tomorrow, February, March, and April. I hope that you will use the forward day by days. We are really, we really are delighted to send them to you, or you can stop by the church and pick one up. They are a great way to read the Bible on a daily basis and have a very short reflection on one of the scriptures in, in the book. So it's a great way to continue to develop spiritually. Hopefully you noticed in our constant contact this week um, information about Ash Wednesday. We will continue to give you some information about that. There will be several ways to uh, participate in, well, two ways to participate in Ash Wednesday services this year on February 17th, either through a virtual online format in which Drew and I will be offering a reading and reflection on Ash Wednesday morning that will be live streamed out to you and sent to you in your email and on our social media accounts. We will also be mailing every parishioner a sticker. I know this sounds kind of corny, but we're, we're trying to uh, honor and observe this day and help you to do that as well. But it's a sticker. It's a round sticker with an ash cross on it. So if you are not yet ready to come back to in-person services, um, then you can still observe that day. If you want to wear the sticker on your forehead, please feel free, but you might <laughs> want to just wear it on your lapel. Um, but we would ask that everybody wear their sticker that day on Ash Wednesday, just as a way to mark that day in our uh, entrance into a Lenten and holy season. We will also have an imposition of ashes and Eucharist at 12.05 that day here in the nave. It will be touchless. Um, you must be masked, and we will give you more information. It will be um, less about a 40-minute service that day, so if you would like to do imposition of ashes, we will be offering that as well. Our drive-through Eucharist will be open this morning at 10 a.m. to 10.10 a.m., so we hope to see you there if you would like to come and pick up Reserve Sacrament. And finally, I know I've already mentioned about your giving, and I am so grateful for that. You can continue to give through our website by going online to coascension.org and clicking on the green Donate Here button, or you can text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 833 901 2138. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
cards and envelopes in this offering plate this day reflect not only that which you have given that are present, but all that you have given this past week as well. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. Amen. The Great Thanksgiving Prayer B continues on page 367 in the Book of Common Prayer. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Because in the mystery of the word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts, to give the knowledge of your glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the flesh, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. And the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection. We await his coming in glory. And we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where with all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, 
and with him and in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. These are the gifts of God for you, the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. The body of Christ, the blood of heaven. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. May Christ, the Son of God, be manifest in you, that your lives may be a light in the world. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen. Please sing hymn 567.
Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia.